Our sponsor today on Drinking with Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's Prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the moonshine corn whiskey to the apple pie brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrothersspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to read 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brother Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunked. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, okay. We're starting this podcast. This is Drinking with Authors Literary Briefs. I am your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is the... Um, what is the word I want to use? Cosmic CR Rice. That's the word I've said it is there. That one's new. Our guest today is Wendy Samford. It's spelled like Sam, like from um, Supernatural. I was watching that earlier today. And Ford, like the truck. Oh, Ford Impala. Look at I just tied it all into Supernatural. Chevy Impala, you blaspheming person. <laughs> Whatever. I do not give a shit what you just said. Just for the record. Okay, let's talk about what we're drinking. Okay, I'm finishing off my Fergus in the Woods. And I actually found on the side of this bottle, unlike the last podcast, I should have mentioned this. This is by Balsam Falls Brewing Company, which is up here in North Carolina. It's a very weird label because it has a skull and an arrow and a fishing rod and s'mores. But it is s'mores stout and it's actually really really delicious and it has a description on who is fergus but i don't give a shit so i'm going to move on by the way our sponsor is skunk brothers spirits i realized that i'm not drinking them today but i drink them quite frequently so just fyi and you can check them out at skunkbrotherspirits.com the coupon code is dwa10 i'm not gonna lie my favorite is absolutely still their blueberry and cinnamon and I cannot get enough of it. Okay, so you actually ordered some. Okay, did you? so I did. I did a huge order. It's completely yeah. unnecessary. It, but first I'm of all, it's excited. never unnecessary. They're amazing. Have you seen our bar? I don't even know where it's gonna go. I'm gonna have to put extra shelves. That's okay. That's I'll come okay. over with my truck. I can find a you place. Need to, you need to have a party. <laughs> yeah, invite. We always have parties. <laughs> yeah, Cr, what are you drinking? Okay, so this one I think is what I chose to do. No, I don't know. It's one of the drinks I did. And it has this fancy vodka in it. 
with a little space alien guy. And it's just vodka, black cherry, cranberry juice, and strawberries. Because for some reason, strawberries and liquor has become my favorite, like, accent. As it should be. As it should be. Absolutely. Okay, Wendy, what are you drinking now? Because you went beyond champagne. I went beyond champagne, and I went to this, my favorite wine. It's called Educated Guests. I had it one time in a restaurant with a friend and her husband and loved it. And at my local wine store, they didn't have it. So I made them order it. Then it came in and they couldn't keep it on the shelves. So I still didn't have it all the time. So yeah, love it. Only for special occasions. And this is one. I appreciate that. I appreciate that fully. <laughs> okay. This is rapid fire questions. Ready. I will say I did not eat before I started drinking the stout, so I do not trust I myself. I was just thinking the same thing. Like, shit, what did I eat today? <laughs> I was like, I ate breakfast like six hours ago. So I am drinking on an empty stomach. It's delightful. Oh, and our new DWA swag. You have to look Love at the YouTube those. episode to see this. But if you are a guest on our show, I send you this in shot glasses because we are drinking with all their shot glasses. And they are so, two shots per glass. I measured it out and experimented. It is two shots in the <laughs> shot glass. So we Listen, if you're going to do it, do it correctly. By the way, if you are listening to this podcast, I should do a plug. Myself and the host that does this sometimes, Jam Paquette and Valerie Willis are going to be at Dragon Con. So if you happen to go to that convention, you are welcome I'm to come meet us in person. And I might bring some of these cups. So if you come up to me and go, hey, don't you host your oh. I may give you a cup. Okay. So when I show you, up, do I get another cup? You can have, oh my God. I'm not even going to do this with you. <laughs> not about okay. you. But rapid yes. fire question. Yes. Okay. Wendy, first rapid fire question. I like that you just started drinking when I said I'm that. Ready. I'm ready. What is your favorite book of all time? Oh, geez. Probably. This is, sounds crazy because I'm a nonfiction writer, but I, I love Stephen King. I love the book, The Stand. I think it was the first book I read and it was in high school and it was so fat and I didn't even know how to get through that, but it rocked my socks, man. I was scared. And then I read every book he had written up until then. So I guess it got me started on the love of reading. So it's good. Very cool. What is a book that you, uh, what is your least favorite book? Least favorite? I don't know. That's a hard question. I, I don't know if I have a least favorite book. Everybody has a least favorite. Everybody has a least favorite. Even if it's one you started reading and could, and just threw down because it was terrible. Yeah, but I'm so many. I'm a real freak about finishing. I don't know why that is, but I mean, even if I can get something out of it and I'm more, even if I don't like the book, I push through because I think I got to get one thing out of this thing. I already spent two hours. I'm going to push through. I don't know that I have a least favorite. I'm sorry. If I think of it while we're talking, I will mention it. Which you can do totally. What is your favorite book that has been turned in? Oh my gosh. To a movie or a TV series? Movie or TV? Well, for I just said Stephen King, any one of his books is like awesome. Okay, not every um, one of his books is a great movie, so do not even go oh, there with me. I was gonna say, I would hear you say it had to be a great movie because I I'm not sure any one of his was a great movie. Pet Cemetery, I think they did a halfway decent 
men's a men's a job, but um, I really like the uh, Lord of the Rings series. So I, I don't know why I, I love period movies and things like that. So I just think that that is that's that's probably what I would say. I think Peter Jackson did a good job with it. I mean, I know there's a lot of Lord of the Rings fans that have different opinions, but I think in general, he did a good job and he brought something that was a literary work to people's front door yes. that didn't have it before. So I will give him that because they did not do it as great of a job with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movies. Oh my God, it was so bad. And A Wrinkle in Time. Mm. I was so upset. Those were some of my favorite books when I was a kid and I was yes. super excited. I was like, what the hell is this? But like what, the movies themselves weren't even good. Mm-hmm. It would, Even if you hadn't read the book, like the movies were bad. Yes, it takes agreed. a special type of skill. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. So... CR, it's over to you to ask your questions, which I love, as you know. Yes, Ready. But it's so difficult. Okay, so one of my favorite ones to ask is what main character would you be in a book if you could be anybody, but you had to live their life? And I know you read a lot of nonfiction, so this will be tricky. And I could live their life? You have you, to, you live, have their to life. live their life. You Do can't change to? anything. Yes. Oh, what is her name? Brene Brown? Isn't that her name? Brene Brown? Who's that? Oh, I'd live her oh, life in a minute. Yeah. She's, she's flipping phenomenal. She's <laughs> super intelligent. She is so funny. Oh my gosh. And I think when she writes something, people listen. I, I just think, and not that out of uh, pride, self-glorification or pride or anything like that, but she has something important to say and she can reach a lot of people with that information. And I think that that is awesome. So I'd definitely pick her. No, I think she's very awesome. A friend of mine just sent me a book, so I'm very proud of that. Okay, so is there a fiction best friend that you would have? You've read Stephen King in his books, what person would you pick to be your best friend? In fiction? Yeah. <sighs> that was so angry. That was hard because it's hard. My in Listen, fiction, you've heard about your Stephen King. Don't give me that crap, Wendy. Get it together. Can I pick him? Your best friend. I mean, he's not a character in a book, so no. You mean a, a character in a fiction book? that I want to be my best friend. Yeah, yes. and your best friend can't get offended. This is a hypothetical. Why can't I, oh, I'm turning around. I'm putting my back to you because I'm gonna look <laughs> at my fiction books over here. Well, I'm just gonna say your tone. <laughs> you got real snappy, ma'am. All right. A little, getting a little, the Italian side. See, this is the Italian <laughs> Wendy coming out, the crazy, right here. Oh, geez, I don't know. I got nothing for you. I, I, like I said, I, I would say this, all the writers in my, in my writing group <laughs> that I told you about, that I know CR, you don't like my my writing group experience, but I've been doing this for like four years just since I moved. No, here. I am so glad you have a good experience. Oh my I God. don't do it oh, because you're just saying that there are bad experiences that you yes, having. Absolutely. And I think that that's good. We meet physically. We go to Barnes and Noble, we sit there every other week and we sit there and we talk to each other. So I, I'm very comfortable with these people and they all, all of them write fiction except for me. Um, 
but this is so funny. This older gentleman, John Chaplick, he's so sweet. He writes um, fiction works and it's always like these Greek islands and these people there. And this one character they'd wrote about in his last book and she was so sexual and beautiful and exotic. I wanna be friends with her. Good, we can, we can okay. take that. Okay, <laughs> do you, you already answered this kind of, but I think um, you finish every book you start reading, don't you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I know that's not normal. No, it's it, it can be normal. I'll just tell you, this is not the only thing I'm gonna drop because I finally got another friend of mine who did this all the time also to stop. You're giving away your time to potentially <laughs> bad literature. So stop doing that. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I always feel like there's gonna be some tidbit, even at the end. There, I might no, get there's not. Things. If it's terrible, it's not gonna get better. Just FYI. You're giving it away. I do the same thing though. Like I can't, I will take years to finish a book, but I will finish it even yeah. as terrible as, and I will grumble the whole time. I'll be like, this fucking book. Yeah, it's I'm a, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what too? My, the first wrinkle that I wrote, I had this big struggle on, cause I was interviewing people. So I had to choose in what order those chapters went in. They weren't done in consecutive order. And I, the last chapter in my opinion was the most, graphic interesting chapter and I struggled with first or last it took me a, a really long time to decide on that but maybe I should have gone first but I'm a finisher and I finished big so <laughs> I guess that's I don't know who knows no that's awesome okay Chelsea <laughs> over to you all right what is something that is on your bucket list oh I'll tell you what, we just were wanting to go to, I, I just officially retired from the state teacher's retirement program in Ohio, because that's where I was from. So this year, so I said, when I retire, I'm taking a plop of money and I'm going to take my kids. We have a lot of them. There's nine people in our family with just kids, spouses, you know, grandkids, everything like that. We're going to Disney because <laughs> that's what they say. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to Disney. So I'm going to Disney. Well, didn't pandemic and then after the pandemic the, then I go to I get all the reservations I'm going through a triple a lady's so nice she's helping me she's doing and I know she gets paid permission commission only if we go I get it didn't Disney cancel all you know how you go into the park late like if you stay in the park you can go into the park late till two o'clock they canceled it can't do it can't go into the park late anymore all the parades were canceled I was like so we had to cancel our trip. So I still haven't done that bucket list thing, but I'm on it. It's it's gonna happen at some point. I take all of my family and stay in Disney. <laughs> so okay. I have my um, amazing parents, my stepmother and my dad have been Disney members for 50 billion years. Oh, God bless them. And him. so we go once a year into and stay at like Old Key West and Disney and stuff like that. Nice. It's, it's, and as you can see, my never grow up. This is my Disney hat that I got. It has Tinkerbell on it. Nice. And oh, honestly, yeah. for people who are like, she never wears a fucking hat. It's because my hair is terrible. So I'm sure. Right. Your hat anyway. is awesome. I'm trying to figure out if you dyed it. I'm my trying hair? to figure out what. Yeah, oh, I'm no. trying to figure out what kind of issue we went through. Is it just a? No, it's that I I decided to be super lazy. I'm not gonna lie. So I started playing. 
for those that listen to this podcast know I play video games. I started playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands game. And so I woke up, uh, this morning, I get it, did some stuff that my whole entire goal for the day is yeah. to do this amazing podcast with Wendy, get drunk and continue to play Tiny Tina's. I'm in pajama pants. Good. I'm full on adulting right now. Nice. I get it. I go on Borderland bitches. <laughs> it's like before you know it, two, three days have gone by. No, that's what I'm saying. If you've not seen this, Chelsea, you will love Tiny Tina's. It's amazing. I have I have it on my list now. I'm gonna have to grab it. You need to grab it and you need to play with me. Get oh that pineapple pen out. Get so that pineapple pen out. All right. Yeah. Oh, I do. Put it on Start your list. Time. There you go. Okay, so <laughs> Wendy, what describe your white writing environment other than being locked in a basement which sounds like a cinderella story describe your writing environment to us well not anymore now we live in florida so my environment is out there on the porch like i said i only moved inside tonight because um there was storms and things i didn't want it to interfere with the the noise um but this this chair if i could show you this chair it is a oak solid oak wooden straight back chair and this is what I write in I know my husband says I'm getting you a chair I'm getting you a chair I like to be just in the mood when I zone into my zone I really don't want anything around me or anything I I picked the most beautiful spot in our house you could see the pool you could see the fire pit you could see the palm trees I never look up it's kind of silly I could have been in the basement in Ohio all this time because (laughs) You're just, you know, you know, once you can write with all the things that, you know, you don't have the promotion of the marketing or anything, you just can write. I love that. <laughs> it's a do great you, feeling. Um, do you have music at all while you're writing? Out no, by the pool? totally quiet. Nope, nothing. Totally quiet. Just, but I think, you, you know, Barnes and Noble, do you write when you're there or do you just kind no, of no, pretend with everybody no, only on that porch? close the doors, totally quiet, no. But you know what, what I write too, there's the a basement lot of- makes sense. The, the research <laughs> base, there's a ton of research base behind what I'm doing. And a lot of times I have a headset on and I'm interviewing people and they're talking about things that are personal. I always feel honored that they're sharing them with me, what they're talking about. And so I put my heart and soul into getting their story exactly as it should be on paper, so. Oh. See, that's very sweet. What did you get your PhD? What are you a PhD of? What are you a doctor of, Wendy? Um, I am a doctor of curriculum and instruction. Uh, my concentration is on adult change, which means if you want to make a change in something, I can kind of help you through that process of, of going through that. So um, I think it's applicable um, that when I did my research on that, I was studying adult change on, for teachers when they were going through professional development who ultimately affect children. So everything I do always goes back to kids. You know, what, what kids, we're here, all here, takes a village to take care of those darlings. And so everything I do kind of filters on back there somehow. That's very cool. Charles? <laughs> what is on your anti-bucket list? Somebody actually asked me this last week. Oh. And I find it the most fascinating question. You what I never, ever, people, ever want to do again in my whole life. I have to, yes, I meet the weirdest people in my life. Uh, this is a true story. She does meet very weird I do. People. It's why I don't leave my house. 
you leave your house that you wouldn't meet the weird people. She does leave her house. She pretends like she doesn't and then puts herself in weird people situations. It's the only time I leave my house. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to this little bar. It's super cute. Nothing can happen. Next thing you know, I'm stuck with a parrot on the side of the fucking bar and I don't know what to do. My husband's missing. So like, this is where I stay. Um, Yes, what is on your anti-bucket list? Um... What is that? I can't even think of the place what I'm talking about where I went to. It's in um, Mississippi, maybe, or whatever. Where is it that you go and you lift your shirt up and you have beads? That's uh, that's New Orleans. New Orleans. What, I'm sorry, you do what? Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana. Well, I went to Mississippi and then we drove over to New Orleans and I could, it smelled like pee. Oh no, it does. They actually bleach the do streets it. every single morning because of the pee and vomit. It could, well, it didn't work because it smelled. I was just, I could hardly, and I don't want to be rude and walk with like something over my face. Oh, masks no, I, have become the best thing in the world when you're visiting New Orleans. Nolens. Really? Because I want to go there so bad. Is it that terrible? Well, no, no, oh, but you not, should make okay. your own decision. No, CR. Um, I hated it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk after this. I'm going okay. in June because I'm going to a conference. You guys just come up and hang out with Let's me. Let's do this. Yeah. I would do it, but I'm going like this. But there is a certain, for the record, if you want to drink absinthe, I'm actually a huge fan of absinthe. No, not you. I'm talking about me now. It's <laughs> not about you. I love absinthe. I love absinthe done correctly where they pull it or pour it over the sugar cube, cold into the glass. I love that. Don't look at me in that tone. <laughs> but I will tell you that Nolens has some of the most amazing things. But I suggest when you get up in the morning, you begin your drinking advancement and then you continue through the day and then the smell of the streets will not bother you does it smell like that i'm so we're gonna have to talk about this later we can talk about it later but anyway that's my non-bucket list if i have to have okay. one that would be it. all right that's disappointing Wendy, do you get have you had reviews on your books in the past hmm? reviews reviews yes Yes. Do you mean where people write things about what you what you wrote about? Yes, that's what a review is, Wendy, my friend. <laughs> Are you drinking too much wine? What is happening over there? I was thinking about the smells in New Orleans. So you got me. I mean, what do you want me to say? I was thinking. I want about- to talk about reviews now. This is rapid fire, and you're not it's a bad experience. Home. And I don't want to do it again. We sent her back to her trauma. Yeah, thank yeah. you for traumatizing yeah. our guests. CR. Yeah, That's it happens a lot. I don't know why you keep bringing me back. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't, don't know. Actually, I don't know either that I love you and you're amazing. But Wendy, yes, I just ask? reviews. I'm back. I'm zoning your question. Focus. All right, focus. All right. Reviews. Well, I would consider reviews. This is, I have a couple of funny stories that popped in my head. Maybe I'm getting off topic, but no, go um, ahead, get off topic. We're fine. Uh, that's right. That's right. But I, I consider reviews like when I, I always send my book out to people to read ahead of time, of course, and then write a review on the back cover of the book so that, you know, and I choose those people wisely. I try to either that I respect that's in the genre or has to do with something that I'm targeting, you know, that I want people to read in that 
specific area. Um, so yeah, I've had, you know, on all of the books, they have reviews on the back of them. But it was funny because in the Florida Writers Association, I sent the book, it was a non-published um, manuscript because it, the contest was in October. So I sent it into that for the state of Florida, which is pretty prestigious. They got like six, 700 people that send things in. So anyway, it won second place in the unpublished manuscript. But they send back the, you know, their little, mm, and they do this in grant work too. So I'm pretty hard hardened from, you know, people saying things about your work kind of a thing. But this one person, <laughs> like there were four people that reviewed it. And the one person was, oh, nitpicking and just saying these nasty little things. So yeah. I, that was negative. I'm so sorry, but you know. No, you can be negative. Let me tell you, I was actually discussing this yesterday with a friend of mine Sometimes because I brought this up on the show before, but a friend of mine told me about a review he found on Yelp. Oh my God, I'm drunk. Um, which is what we're supposed to do on the show, which is fine. CR, I swear to God, stop laughing at me with your fucking gallon of drinking from Bucky. She's still in okay? the first. Dude, this was the cup. coolest place in the world. She's on the backup cup. She's on the. She's first not even cup. in the backup cup yet. First of all, my husband has come in twice and filled this up, ladies. Why do you think I keep moving over <laughs> here and then talking to the side? <laughs> all right, fine. Okay, it's husband. What she means is the ghost that lives in her house. It's fine. I know but, anybody. Not an um, arm, nothing. Yeah, exactly. So Yelp review, Yelp review. So he literally saw a review for a restaurant he went to that said the food was amazing. The service was excellent. The lime in my Moscow mule was not as fresh as I thought it could be. One star. You cannot take reviews, you cannot take opinions, because unless it's somebody that's actually somebody who's interested in reading your book, the internet is full of trolls. Yes. And I can tell you the first story I ever published was, it's a horror story. I write horror, very similar to Stephen King, except for none of mine have happy endings. And this particular story touched on the topic of suicide, and literally the reviewer said, she did reviews of every story in this anthology. And what she said was, Erica Lance promotes suicide. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, mm, yeah. So I don't, in of all the stories, she had negative reviews of all of them except for one. And this one particular story, the person who submitted it, submitted 25,000 words of a 5,000 word story. So her entire story had to be cut down and it was okay, but it was a little bit nonsensical because it was written as a 25,000 word story. Right. And that was the story that she actually appreciated in the entire book, which is great. I love that she appreciated the author, but, but like, are you one of the other stories was uh, a sort of a time travel story. And it was written like the old, like, this dame walked into my office, whatever those are called, like, you know, oh, those are yeah, so war much stories, like, yes. and she's like, but written in 1920, and the story was not written in 1920. It was just so bizarre, but it taught me immediately that you cannot take a review because it depends yeah. on the person who's reviewing the book. 
Not that no, they're your fans. Like you have to take yes. them with a grain of salt because who the hell knows what somebody's gonna say. And some people are so have such weird things. So we went to a glass blowing shop this week. This lady rampaged because the glass blower couldn't make her a three foot dragon in twenty minutes because she had reservations. I shit you not. She was literally. She was sitting. She's running. That, she's like. I'm leaving you a review right now. This is bullshit. You say you can do this. I'm like, you're talking about a three foot dragon. Okay. 20 minutes. What do you think this yeah. woman is? She's not a fucking wizard. And she's like, yeah, no, I just posted my review. Everybody's going to know. I'm like, dude, you have a serious fucking problem. Good. Bye-bye. It's yeah. just like, you can't. And I think that was the moment. Cause like, obviously like Erica said, you see the ridiculous ones, but that was the moment that I think I fully believed that like screw reviews on literally anything in my life. Like you can have Here's those the thing I use reviews for when they read when I read reviews if you choose to and only choose to read them if you are not going to take them personally if you're going to take a review personally don't fucking read the reviews yeah. do not because it's not what they're meant for but I go and read the reviews to go what did they like about the story what can I continue to do well what part grabbed them and I've said this before on the podcast, but one of my favorite reviews, if you go look me up, says Erica Lance is an author that likes to punch you in the fucking face. Now they've used a lot oh. of little images <laughs> to say that on Amazon. And thank you. But, and, I but thank you. I love that because when people read my stories, again, they do not have happy endings. So if you want it all tied up with a bow, don't read my shit, right? But his whole thing was he got to the end of the story. He gave it a five-star review, but he got to the end of the story and was like, what the fuck just happened? And I love that because yeah. I went, that is what I wanted to do. That is what I wanted to do with my stories. That's the effect I want to have. Thumbs up. I, I love that review and it was fantastic. But if people are like, Erica Lance promotes suicide. No, I do not promote suicide. That's not what that story is about. It's called Jimmy, if you want to go read it. If you read that story and go, if you're promoting suicide, you're a fucking idiot. Because mm -hmm. that is not what that story is about. Well, to the point of the back of the book, when you're putting reviews on a back of the book, you're asking those people to put a review on the back of your book. So you're asking for positive comments kind of a thing. So We're constructive. The, yes, and well, that's fine too. And the person in this contest, and I've entered this contest with all, all of my books. So, um, but this one person that I was saying things about the people that were that I was interviewing, that what they said about, um, I have to get my dog, I'm babysitting, hey, Ollie, get over here. He, this is my grandson, Ollie, I'm babysitting him for a week and he likes to lick the outlets. I don't know why. Please tell me this is a child and not a dog. This I mean, a dog. dog, not a child. Yeah, That's is, what I meant yeah, to say. Ollie, can it, can it, he can't see his face, maybe. There he is. Okay, okay. That okay, I thought you were talking about a kid. I just got really nauseous inside. No, 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 they're all alive and productive you know we're citizens. born with multiple well, hearts so it's cool yeah, one's left i'm not sure if it's going to be a productive citizen but the other three are productive but um the, the person that wrote the one was saying things about the people there in the book but i had to write back to the reviewers and say this is a true story i didn't 
I didn't make these things up. This is their life. This is nonfiction. How can you comment a review on something that happened in some kind of to your point, Erica, about the suicide? I guess you can't make up nonfiction, and sometimes nonfiction is crazier than fiction, but it's no, true. Almost <laughs> all the time, nonfiction is crazier than fiction. Yeah, I say I that because there's story. so many things that have uh, mm -hmm. happened to me, or because I do human resources for a living, that if I wrote it as if it was a story, people would go, that's not true. That's impossible. Yeah. Yes. Like I could start with, and I'm not going to go into detail here. There is a gentleman that I worked at a telemarketing company doing HR who used to poop in the oh. drawers in the bathroom. Uh, he had some trauma. A story, a it'll go in a story at some point. But if I wrote this in a story, people go, that doesn't happen. No, it fucking happened. I was there the several times it happened. So yes. I humans are messed up so messed up my mother-in-law was telling you a story about how they went to get ice cream this week right they were captivating us with their highlights and she said chelsea i shit you not and my mother-in-law does not swear ever so this was like mind blowing she's like chelsea i shit you not this lady walked up dug in the trash pulled out an ice cream cone took a bite and was like this is disgusting and then threw it back in and i was just like no kidding and i was like no she did not and she's like I shit you not, Chelsea. Like, this is the most I've heard this woman swear in 10 years, okay? Blew my mind. I was like, humans are really that messed up and we're worried about this other stuff? Like, humans are assholes. Okay, um, Chelsea, I'm gonna allow you to ask the final okay. question. I think it should be the right. million dollar question. It should Ready. be the what? The million dollar question. Oh, the million dollar. I'm so torn. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. But you right. ask what you want. You have the final. Okay. I really want to know the food one. Okay. Do the food one. That's fine. Okay. What is a food combination that you enjoy that other people would find weird? Well, I have a single friend. I adore her. You know, one of those lifelong friends you've had since middle school kind of thing like that. And she, like a lot of times for dinner has chips and ice cream. And I have too many kids, too many house, too many this. And you know, once you reproduce, then they bring partners and then you have the dogs and the kids. And I just really like to have chips and ice cream for a meal. Okay, but I don't like, know what, what, what kind of chips and ice cream are we talking about? Are we talking kind of like a Wendy's frosty French fry? Oh, dill, dill, dill flavored potato chips. Very precise. Dill flavored potato chips would definitely be it. And ice cream is only chocolate. So you're basically doing a chocolate covered pickle. Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> and I'm not pregnant. I'm 60. <laughs> I'm not. Chocolate covered I'm not, pickle. Yeah. That's what pickle. I'm getting from this. I feel like we're getting chocolate covered pickles Kelsey, right when now. We come, when I come down, I need you to get these things because I'm down in like a week. I need you to get yes. them. We're going to try this particular thing. We need to try so, it. So I have been good. keeping a list. I shit you. I, I'm not kidding you. I have been keeping a list of all oh, this stuff no. because we're going to do a drinking with all this podcast where we try 
all these weird ass things that everybody has said on these podcasts. And we're, that's oh what we're going to do. Gosh, I love that. I want to yeah. be a part of it when you do all the weird eating things. Oh, so I will send you the list. I will send you the list. We literally do an episode called We Ate All the Shit People Talked About. Yeah, I'm not doing the fish eye thing. I'm out. Okay. Uh, I'm out. Kelsey. I will Kelsey. do it, but I deserve something in exchange. No. I want like we're a not fluffy, alive, we're not alive to naked hold or naked therapy. alive or something like that. Naked. You know, if we cooked the it the way she talked about it, it, might be good. I'm not gonna lie. If we cooked it the way she said, we don't know. We don't okay. know. That's what I just demand yeah. you. I'm gonna get a fluffy. I, I'm not gonna lie. So I love stuffed animals. I'm one of those weird things. I just got Corey two dragons that are secretly for me because they're so <laughs> squishy and fluffy. So I got them, and when I'm sitting in bed, like I just hold them. They're like huge. They're like this big, and like I just sit on the bed. And I'm just like this, just chilling, watching TV. So nice. I'm gonna hold my little dragons as I do it. As you eat the fish eyes, as I do it. I'm not saying I'm uh, gonna gag, but like I will do it. Hey, we'll at least have done it. We'll have followed through with what people have said. Okay, Wendy, how do people find you? How do people find your books? Shameless oh, they find me on my website for sure. I'm on Instagram. On my website is the easiest place to find me though. It's www.wsamford.com. Again, make reference to my supernatural thing earlier, Sam and Ford which apparently it's a Chevy Impala. So whatever, shut your face, CR, no one cares. Okay, it's a terrible car. Nobody should be driving it for as long as they did. Anyway. We actually have one coming, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. Wendy, you've been fantastic to have on the show. Thank you so yes, much for being I here. I loved every minute. What a fun time. Thank you so much. It's a good time. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you, CR, for being my co-host. I've been your host, Erica Lance. And CR has been my co-host. Our sponsor today is Skunk Brothers Spirits. DWA10 is the coupon code. I said it correctly this time. Get your mouth, CR. Nobody cares. And we will see you guys next time. 